0: Hey, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and welcome to Mind Over Magic.
1: Mind Over Magic with Matt and Eric, episode 41 coming at you. We've got Las Vegas reopening. Dates on that. We've got Dittleman already performing live. We've got a show that we both watched on HBO that, like, people should see that we can chat about. Yeah. And awesome trivia user submitted from Instagram. I'm excited for the trivia today.
0: Wow, listen to all that billboarding you did.
1: I'm really trying to, you know, punch (laughs) above my weight because I just feel a little different today. I'm a little loopy. I'm just feeling like, all right, I'm, I'm trying to pick up the energy for you.
0: Hey, if we have a loopy episode, I'm cool with that. I am cool you're speaking my language with a loopy episode what's that what's going on in Vegas what's the news uh how's rehearsals going you're you're coming up on your show it's coming up soon
1: it's coming up very soon April 29th we reopen but the I think the the bigger news here the headline is uh, just a couple of days ago Governor came on in Nevada and says he wants Nevada to be at a hundred percent by June 1st. The entire state. Wow.
0: So that's
1: that's huge news. Our, our vaccination out rollout is going quite phenomenally here, I believe, like many other places too. Um, May 1st. I think there's some ease of restrictions, but it kind of gets handed over from state to county officials. So different counties will be doing different things. But he has the full expectation of Nevada being fully open June 1st. What does that exactly mean? I'm not exactly sure. How does distancing play into it? Not exactly sure, but I do know that masks are still uh, in the mix for the foreseeable future with no date on that. But kind of big news that occupancy for businesses, restaurants, in theory, shows and things will be uh, changing in the coming months.
0: Yeah, because you just like uh, go back to opening your show and then a month later... You're basically back to a full audience. Uh, maybe. maybe. Yeah,
1: it's hard to say. It's actually weird because we open April 29th and mm-hmm. then May 1st, mm-hmm. it sounds like businesses will be operating, again, don't quote me on any of this, it right. sounds like 50%, Yeah. whereas currently it's 50% or 250, whatever's less. So like, you know, instead of 240 people, we could have 289 people after the first two days. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah. like, it's almost like we're going to be making adjustments. Exactly. Ongoing.
0: And then but, if, it is, if it does come back for June 1st and it's 100%, it's almost like they were, like, giving you this grace period as you found your feet back on stage. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got a month of practice and then it's like, showtime, real showtime. I mean, I mean real showtime yeah. is still the 29th, but. <laughs> the, the big
1: thing here for me, too, is I think it changes – uh, the idea of having to tell, sell tickets in pods, where if mm. you're a single person that wants to attend a show, or if you're in a group of three or five, you're not required to purchase an even number of tickets. I can see how that right. would be
0: right, right, right,
1: uh, uh, problematic, but I think that will soon go away, which, uh, I think is is a really great sign that we're moving towards that. That we're gonna be able to do that safely in the near future. Uh, fingers crossed. So,
0: and by hey. single person, you don't mean relationship status. It could you could be in a relationship and just go to the show by yourself, right? In theory, <laughs> like you're. Uh, have you done maybe maybe that's a marketing ploy, Matt? You could do a singles only night for the audience, like a like a mixer mixing mingle you know find your true love at the at the Matt Franco show. <laughs> I like the idea.
1: You I do? like the idea. If this were non-covid and we could do like, you know, people could actually see each other. Yeah. What... And uh, see the face that you uh, you know, that you're talking to,
0: then yeah. Do you, do you think though that they would be looking at each other? I mean, that you'd be, they'd be watching your show presumably.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you know <laughs> i think maybe you bring people up you know that might be compatible and kind of see if they hit it off and then maybe maybe before you send them back to their seats they they have the option to do an exchange of information if they want to
0: you you could bring back your old uh love detector routine i was really hoping you weren't going to bring up the love
1: detector routine (laughs) but it was almost difficult not to go there
0: myself so i knew it was coming I mean, that that was never the Vegas show, but it was definitely part of your college show at one point where uh, you were testing compatibility between uh, participants.
1: Yeah, it never went over big at family weekends.
0: <laughs> well, did you bring up family members? Is that why?
1: <laughs> well, I think there were just instances where, like, you know, the family would be there with their son or daughter, whatever, yeah. and their significant other would be uh, with them. Right. But they're like, you know... Um, I guess at that, they'd probably be about 18. So it's kind of just like an awkward compatibility test in front of parents, I guess, which and, is kind of a weird premise.
0: And we'll just say there was a lot of innuendo. <laughs> yeah, I think I did it at one
1: family weekend and realized, no, no, this this piece doesn't work here.
0: Yeah, you got to try those out. You got to learn by doing it sometimes to see if it's for the for that audience or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this was 10 years ago. So it was yeah, a you know, long time. I, a learning well I'll tell you what there are new things going in the Vegas show and there's there's going to be a learning process it just right. is what it is i have things we're just 15 days out or so and like there 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 might be a certain trick that it hasn't worked yet during rehearsal but hopefully it will
0: and then you're going to have to put that love detector back in
1: <laughs> <laughs> last minute
0: <laughs> last minute love
1: detector <laughs> It's even better with the alliteration, last minute love
0: detector. (laughs) So uh, singles, look forward to that (laughs) at Magic Reinvented Nightly. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Woo. so you you've got another show coming up with the scam right well uh, oh, oh whoa, whoa 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 was i not supposed to say that it's a secret right that's the premise of the thing but I,
0: well i was gonna ask more about how rehearsals are going for your show but yeah we can move on oh my gosh
1: here we, he just can't give me one yes and not one he's like listen i wasn't done talking about this
0: hey, before we move topics but that's no okay no what, you- what what are you
1: what do you need to know about the rehearsal? What can just, I help you with? I was
0: curious if you've been doing dry runs. Uh, yes. You know, is it weird without an audience or just like, are you doing, are you doing like stop and starts? Are you uh, just doing a full run through? What's going on? I want to no, know. I
1: appreciate the, I appreciate the, uh, the uh, curiosity on that. I, uh, it is weird. Every single rehearsal, every single run through, basically we've been going to the theater and just doing one run through going home. Mm-hmm. Go to the theater, do one run through, do some notes, go home. Every single time I do it, it feels more and more like a real show. I kind of remember how to perform a little bit. I get a little more comfortable with some of the newer stuff, except for one in particular. Um, (laughs) And it's it's going to my estimation really well. We're doing sort of a dry block but there is some tech involved we're moving some pieces of scenery We're uh no no lighting just kind of sound and scenery at this point and next week is our full tech meaning everything the, soup to nuts eventually leading to dress rehearsals and real thing and the real thing so the,
0: the thing that i'm always fascinated especially when you're rehearsing magic or there's that element of uh you know, you can bring up friendly faces, friends, family, crew members, whatever, to go through the paces of the illusion. But uh, ideally, they know what's happening, you know, because they don't have the element of surprise anymore. They've seen it maybe a few times. So uh, is it, it it's like not until you actually get in front of the audience. Do you know if some of this new stuff is actually going to fool people? Right. Or just be effective, yeah. be, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, be entertaining. Like yeah,
1: just because it fools someone, that's really that's kinda like the the low level of the bar.
0: Right. You know right, what I right.
1: mean? Well, yeah, if it doesn't achieve that, then you kinda have nothing if you're titling yourself a magician. Um, but even beyond that, like if it's not entertaining, fun, or inspiring or provides whatever message you want to convey, it's kinda like not gonna last, right? Yeah. yeah. What happened to you coming into town? You're like, oh, I should come in for tech week. Are you coming
0: in? <laughs> for this uh, I mean I said I was going to come maybe in the fall to see the oh, show oh is that what you said yeah
1: I thought you're like oh I'm going to come in uh, for the opening <laughs> or the week after the I thought you said that I, I don't know if you no, were just pulling my no. chain
0: no I already did enough traveling so far I'll wait till things get a little bit uh, nicer And, and I less, figure I might be enough. able to talk you into it
1: still I'm going to keep working on you
0: yeah I mean, well, we'll see especially if summer's slow <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> just get out of New York there you go uh, um, but no right now I'm uh, I'm doing gigs so I can't fly. I'm doing the, uh, you brought up the, the scam show. We're not Mm -hmm. supposed to say it. It's a secret society that they just got announced in Broadway world. So uh, how secret is it? (laughs) That's kind (laughs) of a gag. Uh, But yeah, no, I did. I was there this past Sunday. And uh, again, this is the only the second week they've been open. And um, I get, I just, uh, the more you do anything, the better it feels, I think. And the, the easier it gets going through the, the, uh, the like like it's starting to feel comfortable like i remember even on this podcast saying like i prefer you know my live show and then my virtual show and then my socially distanced live show and now i think my virtual show and socially distanced live show are about you know just as comfortable for me um do you if you hand
1: someone something do you sanitize it first so you just have the sanitizing station that they use before and after participation and that's it
0: yeah, I mean, I'm giving out pencils in, like, little pieces of paper. So, they're keeping – I'm letting them keep the pencils and the the uh, papers go into envelopes. And so, I'm not touching them. So, so th- just because it's, like, random paper products, yeah, we're not really – Having sanit—we're not sanitizing the paper; that would get all soggy. (laughs) But uh, you know, there are. Well, that's
1: what I was doing. I mean, I'm sanitizing playing cards with like a spray. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. uh,
0: I just think people can sanitize their hands after, and you know, a lot of people aren't concerned, especially since you know people realized it wasn't so much you know being transferred through surfaces, you know, Mm -hmm. as much as aerial uh, aerosols rather. Um, but the performers are all masked and vaxed, and the audiences are masked. so you know right. I think that's safe. Uh, and uh, just to be honest for performing for certain you know groups, they don't it doesn't seem to cross their mind as a concern either, so right yeah i think as people are starting to open up but you still got to take those precautions and it's there if people want it and need it so uh
1: next month i'm doing a uh outdoor show in hollywood um a private event but it's it's outside I, i couldn't even tell you the last time i did like an outdoor show which is really difficult for um a magic performers uh but you've done some due to COVID, yeah
0: yeah i was doing uh just like here and there in the fall some of the outdoor ones and um it was uh I mean you got to think about wind <laughs> especially if you have paper products and, and well props and stuff not like that. only because of props
1: yes that's a big thing um but also if you're using a hands-free microphone those mm-hmm. are not like friendly to the wind even with a windscreen yeah. so anywho so scam's <laughs>
0: going well yeah scam is uh it's 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 a show it's getting recognition it's that first magic show back uh you know in new york city so um, I'm not gonna be on every weekend. In fact, I won't be on the following week. I, I'm this Sunday coming up. I'll be on again three weeks in a row uh, uh, to do some mind reading. But then I'm uh, I'm away in Baltimore the the following weekend. So, uh, but they have a rotating cast, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, hopefully, more people come out. And uh, as uh, the world starts to open up, hopefully, uh, we'll get uh, more and more. I mean, they've been selling out the tickets they've been able to sell. So. It's been good. Really good. I
1: love that. I love that. I noticed you put an asterisk next to one of your things that you watched. Is that because we both watched it?
0: Yeah, uh, and I I have some takes on this, and I know this ties into kind of the social media talk we like to talk about, but you even mentioned this last episode was the uh, HBO's Fake Famous uh, documentary with the influencers they created, uh, and I watched it just to see – I mean, it's just really fascinating to see how you can manufacture this, quote, fame and who really latched on to this influencer lifestyle and who didn't. And uh, I was just curious if you had any takes because I I found some things very interesting that kind of overlap with the magic world as well of just kind of uh, the deception that can be involved in that.
1: (laughs) Perfect. So let me uh, I'll make a suggestion here. See your take on this. I want to go full spoilers if we need to here. I don't want to be censored. You feel good about that? I'm good. If uh, so, here's the warning, right. you know, for everyone.
0: If you want to watch this documentary, pause this episode, <laughs> go watch it, come back. We'll pick it up right here, and uh, yeah, we'll go full spoilers.
1: Okay, cool. So yeah, what? We're, we're, go ahead. Hit me. Hit me with uh, your initial take. You've seen it more recently than I have. Refresh me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean it's very interesting. I didn't realize how much bot buying there is in this lifestyle. Um, right. It wasn't just it wasn't just the bots. Uh, so so it's uh, the Nick Bilton was kind of the one behind this documentary. He writes for used to write for New York Times, and I think he writes for Vanity Fair. And he used to tout like uh, like defend influencers and how social media affects people. And then he kind of saw the other side of the coin as well. So. He wanted to do the social experiment, and I love social experiments, uh, to see if they could create their own influencer. Uh, and he did so by just buying a lot of bots until they for became... Three, for three different people. Yeah, for three different
1: people. And, and can we uh, can we start with the results of kind of what happened with each one, just to give people a little context? Sure, yeah, yeah. So there was one girl who kind of had success with it. Like, the bots mm-hmm. eventually... Fooled other people into following along and she kind of became successful in the influencer world and then
0: yeah, that was Dominique uh, and Dominique kind of uh, really latched on to the lifestyle and it's the definition of fake it till you make it so the, they faked followers and eventually sponsors noticed this and started reaching out to her giving her free jewelry and other products just to, you know, post about and then, you know, the I guess the like uh, the the ultimate prize for influencers is a full expense paid vacation. And she got that too. And it's just like, eventually she got more and more real followers too, but they were still paying bots. And uh, once you get to a certain level, I thought it was interesting that there's like inter- industry software that can tell if you have bots or not and how authentic your engagements are but Uh, it seemed to fail it seemed that those softwares are also maybe a bit of a scam not related yeah like
1: it said that her followers were like i don't remember the percentage but a very high percentage real like 95 percent real where Mm -hmm. you know the
0: producers of the documentary are like we bought most of these (laughs) yeah exactly so (laughs) uh that was really really fascinating to see that and even just like this i mean it's basically modeling and acting and they just you know are doing photo shoots and Faking this lifestyle uh, because they're like actual influencers are doing the same thing. They're you know they're not right. really necessarily going on these elaborate trips. I I liked when they were posing in front of a backdrop and they just held up a toilet seat to make it look like a plane window. <laughs> oh that, my god, that was so creative. good! It's very creative. It's like the uh, it reminded me of those hot dog on the beach photos. Where you're just like you hold two hot dogs by a beach and it looks like it's your legs. (laughs) Oh my god, I haven't seen that. (laughs) Uh, But then the fact that you can rent out a fake jet set so that it looks like you're in your own private jet, or you know, uh, and that's a real thing. Influencers can just rent, or or they can Airbnb a mansion for like Mm six hundred bucks a night and just pretend they're or just go for an hour. You go for an hour just to take the photos. So there were two
1: other uh, people that they casted. One, which I really loved, was just like, I'm not into this. And he basically quit.
0: Yeah. So I think that was Chris uh, you were talking about, the fitness guy? Mm Mm-hmm. The fitness
1: one, yep. And then the third guy, uh, the third one, was uh, he kind of emotional. It took an emotional toll Mm -hmm. on him and Mm -hmm. i think he kind of eventually was like this is not for me also yeah
0: yeah that was wiley who kind of uh he he had a troll who was just like or or not a troll necessarily but sony knew from back home who was like wow you've really changed since moving out to la and you've been doing these things and you got all these followers all of a sudden you know that you know looks like russian bots and it was just it questioned his authenticity and he just put his account on private and did his own thing for a while. And, you know, he he didn't feel right kind of deceiving people. So he kind of gave that up as well. And so it uh, sounds like you enjoyed it. Yeah. And and that I just want to say about that other guy, Chris, he just didn't like the the fact that they were buying bots, he's like, he wanted to be famous because they were doing a casting call for people who want, that was the one question they asked in the casting call, we, who wants to be famous? But mm-hmm. he wanted to do it on his own terms and he wanted to be authentic to himself and he had a great quote. He goes, I'd rather be broke and real than be rich and be fake. And I I think that's, I agree with that. <laughs> that's Yeah, a, 100%. That's That's a great mentality to have, so...
1: Now you remember all the names of of the the characters that yes. were cast in the show. Did you go a step further than I did? Did you go on Instagram to see where they are now?
0: Uh, no, I just checked uh, uh, Dominique just to see uh, her Instagram. She was the one I would have yeah. considered
1: too because she stuck mm-hmm. with it. And mm-hmm. what what's her story? Is she still going? Um, I.
0: I didn't remember what I saw. once. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it seemed like she had so all the followers. So you took the extra step, still, but yeah. like not really. Yeah, not really. <laughs> not enough to really pay attention. <laughs> gotcha. But it was really interesting stuff nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they end it with a really interesting quote, too. So Nick, the uh, documentarian, uh, does a voiceover. He says, uh, the, the they don't make you feel better about yourself. The entire concept of influencing is just to make you feel worse because that's really what it is. It's all like to show what you have and versus what other people don't have, and they, it's all FOMO. They want people to live to feel like they're missing out on this lifestyle, and that's why so many people. That was the most disturbing part when he showed the photos of the young kids, like the little little toddlers that were like mm. doing the influencer lifestyle because that's disturbing what they to be growing up. Yeah.
1: Now just shifting a little bit, I've been very, very active on Instagram in the past couple of weeks, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And and I had a shift of mindset on this. Uh, it goes right into what you're saying about how, you know, it's about look what I have and this and that. And that's what I always felt about social media, which is why I was never super into it. Yeah. I always kind of felt like, you uh, why would I take a picture of my sandwich before I eat it and be like, Oh, look, here's the sandwich I'm eating. It always seems so sort of, um, self pointless. Yeah. Hmm?
0: Self-indulgent. I think
1: self-indulgent is a great, great word for it, mm-hmm. which it's just not, I mean, I don't think it's who I am, but it's certainly not who I want to be. Right. Even if, right, it, right, if right. even if it is, <laughs> um, but I, I had a shift of mind on it recently realizing that, um, And this might be happening just in my head or maybe it is actually happening on social media uh, where accounts uh, are are the the good creators are providing real value uh, to their followers and that might mean they're giving tips on something they specialize in that might be it's funny or entertaining that might be it's um, you know uh, lessons on how to run your business better or whatever your niche is I think that's actually pretty cool and something I can get behind and something that I could be inspired by. Thoughts?
0: Well, that was uh, a point they tried to make in the documentary too. Was how the original quote influencers before influencers were a thing were celebrities who had a talent whether it be singing or sports or you know whatever and they're sharing that and they became famous for that and people were following for that reason it's just with social media now when it's these people who are just living a certain lifestyle and not necessarily giving much in terms of content where that influencer uh, outlook now has become from social media Uh, but So, so I think it ties into what you're saying is like, if you're providing real content, then yeah, they're following you for that reason. They're they're trying to better it for, uh, it's useful to people. So I
1: love providing things Mm -hmm. that are useful to people. I mean, for some people it's recipes for other people. It's, Oh, here are the three chords of how you play this song. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just, it's it's kind of, there's a wealth of knowledge there happening now that I, I was kind of overlooking before because to me it it felt self-indulgent, but it doesn't have to be.
0: Right. Yeah. And you can be giving tutorials. I mean, that's where I first started going to YouTube a lot more was just to learn things. I mean, my first real deep dives into YouTube were like, you know, graphic design tutorials and just like learning real skills. And then rather than just like to hang out and, you know, be jealous of a personality or something like that. But if, if they're like a comedian and they're making you laugh, I mean, there's something to that, too. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's all kind of all over the place, I think. And uh, I think if you're just authentic to yourself, and I think that was the point of at least two out of the three. Even even the Dominique girl came around and was like, I, you know, just seeing the hustle behind some of these influencers. She's like, I respect a lot of it, but it's like, yes. it's, not, it's not me. <laughs> it's a full-time yeah. job.
1: Yeah, it it is intriguing to be able to provide that value. And I want to get more into that too, yeah. in, in, in the context of, of podcasts and even this podcast. Mm. Um, but like, it's funny that the easiest video I've ever filmed in my life, we touched on it briefly last week. It talked about like a lot of people having seen it. It's grown a lot since then, like a couple million views since then. This was just like over a week ago that that duo video that I made. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's never my goal to like go viral, but like it's weird when you do connect on that level. Mm -hmm. It's just, Mm -hmm. um, you you kind of wonder how 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 did it how did how is it so relatable? But in terms of a podcast, you know, I like to think about in your mind what value can we provide for people doing this.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was kind of our goal. Whenever we chatted, we were always catching up, but we always try to have some element of either insight into showbiz that we both experienced or some sort of productivity technique or other fun fact or tidbit that could be useful to not just if you're in the arts, but everyday life or whatever your career is. Um, So I think, you know, we we kind of segment these uh, these segment segment these segments <laughs> these <laughs> uh, sections of the podcast out in that specific way. And if nothing else, at least you get a trivia question and a riddle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think that's all valid. But I I, I genuinely would love to know um, if 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 you're hearing this, if, if either write to us on Instagram, send us an email um i'd love to know if if there, there's if you're listening there's there's likely a reason if you're still here for episode 41 mm-hmm. I, I would love to know what what even is valuable new. about this what what do you enjoy about it what can we do to make it better and that's the reason i'm asking yeah. I, I i don't just want pats on the back here for us but really how can we improve it in a way that makes it even more valuable uh to you
0: yeah and that goes into all uh what you're trying to figure out. I mean Mr. Marketer there, you and your degree there of uh what's your unique selling point? You know, what are we, what do you have to offer to people? Um But I love
1: providing value. I really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. You know it's something I enjoy making other people happy. I mean I, I'm just gonna throw this at you. You know, in your mentalism show, we know you're providing entertainment. Do you feel like there's another value too, like a secondary value that you're providing?
0: Um mostly fun <laughs> I think yeah that's kinda... no
1: I, I, clearly obviously entertainments the you know yeah. the, the main answer i just didn't know if there was something else too uh, so i in... bet you there is it's just hard to define
0: yeah i mean always in the back of any of my performances too is kind of uh you know knowing how and why we make decisions and if they if they're the same or not and why and you know if we're all kind of on this planet you know at the base level we're all human and we all make kind of similar choices, and uh, it's those unique choices that make us individual. So I think there's, like, underlying themes of, of how the mind works and why we do the things we do. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't hit you over the head with a frying pan with that. <laughs> I just try yeah, and, it's yeah, it's secondary. Yeah, it's secondary. Yeah, it's mostly to, you know, if I could keep your mind off of uh, anything going on in the world for, you know, the moments you're in my audience, uh, just to having a good time and laughing and having your mind blown. That's that's really the goal. What about that's you? why you do it
1: though, right? Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, yeah, of
1: course. Did I cut you off? You were just saying no. Something? I was
0: going to ask if if you felt the same about your show or if you had. Uh, yeah, I think
1: the, I, I I it's funny. I asked the question without you, mm-hmm. knowing that you'd probably turn it on me, and I hadn't even thought about of it course. myself. <laughs> um, I do, you know, entertainment obviously being the number one reason people would come to a a Las Vegas show, but. I think the secondary one for me, and tell me if I'm wrong here, I think it might be some sort of um, sort of inspirational element, even though I never intended it to be that way. There's sort of uh, the family values in the show, and, and sort of there's an autobiographical element. Again, not necessarily something that hits you over the head, but sometimes that might be um, the parts that really stick with certain people. Right. Um so I'm not sure exactly what that means and how to define it, but I think there is some sort of um, emotional aspect that I think you probably would define a little bit differently than uh, just entertainment. But maybe not, because movies bring about those emotions, too, and movies are entertainment, so well, it's hard I think- to say.
0: I think just with your story of, you know, being uh into magic when you were a little boy and then making a full career of it and then, you know, having the big break and then winning America's Got Talent, that's the like the rise to stardom kind of story that everyone loves to hear and see and hope they get inspiration from as well. And I know we tried to tap into that with your magic special as well. That was kind of like dreams do come true was kind of the underlying elements and everything you did in that special kind of spoke to that in uh, not necessarily a blatant way, but at least in some subtle way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sort of an anything is possible.
0: I mean, you're living your dream. You have a Vegas show <laughs> that you wanted ever to. since you I were little. I used to, and
1: I will again in, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there,
0: there was a couple other interesting things that happened um, this week as well. I, made, I watched another documentary that um, – Uh, I wasn't as captivated in, but the subject matter was interesting called Made You Look about fake art and uh, the story about selling the, uh, you know, a forger who created exact replicas of Rothko's and Pollocks and all these, uh, you know, avant-garde artists. Um, um, But they, uh, they sold them and then there was a big scandal and, you know, people getting sued and the rich and rich collecting all these things and it ties into um uh this new craze a little bit of uh kind of the digital art collecting are you familiar with these nfts that everyone's talking about now (laughs) Um, <laughs>
1: yes, but not, like, super familiar with it. I don't quite understand it. It reminds me of, like, cryptocurrency, or maybe it is a cryptocurrency.
0: It's, it's related to cryptocurrency uh, because it's, it's basically the way cryptocurrency works, from my understanding. This could all be wrong, by the way, because I don't have a full grasp on it. But uh, they use uh, a blockchain to get unique kind of coding to currency, a digital currency, so that each one is unique. So they figured, let's take this to digital images or whatever, anything digital, and make unique kind of codes using the blockchain so that these are now kind of unique collectibles in the digital space. So obviously, the best kind of analogy is the art world. If you take a graphic or uh, you know, a vi- small video clip, or uh, I just <laughs> read today... Uh, Mick Jagger and Dave Grohl's latest uh, collaboration they're releasing as an NFT together. So, someone can own a unique copy of that. And it's just kind of a way to flex and show that you have money and you can spend a lot because they go for a lot of money depending on, uh, you know, the celebrity backing it or if it's a unique kind of art that people like. But it just kind of goes into this talk of, um, Not only the forgeries uh, and what the perceived value are before people found out they were forgeries or not, and -hmm. these NFTs, which are just digital things that people are giving value to, and then back to our influencer talk of like faking it until you make it. It's just I I'm fascinated by this idea of value and how we're just it's just an agreement like we're just agreeing money has value as a society <laughs> it's just papery cloth that we all give value to and right. same things these forgeries are were valuable until they found out they were forgeries <laughs> right and, and these digital tokens were didn't even exist not too long ago but then they're you know they're adding it so i'm just i'm wrapping my head around all of this and just seeing how How can we give ourselves more value and have people buy into that? And, uh, you know, that's kind of the whole fame game that ties in the influence stuff and also us as performers. So I don't know if there's a way to do that ethically and just like, you know, kind of that fake it till you make it strategy, but really believing that and just deciding something has value and seeing if that could go from there
1: really believing in the faking it till you make it is that what you, is that <laughs> I, what you mean I by guess. believing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's yeah, all stuff yeah i mean stuff. i think you
0: have to believe
1: you know they say not to believe your own hype right, right but right. like i guess you have to to a certain degree
0: yeah i mean as, well if if you're marketing and selling yourself yeah as as a commodity or a business or a brand or whatever um you you've got to you got to push yourself to the clients so that they know that they're getting value from it Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. well but I mean just like even like with this podcast if we just were like this is the greatest podcast (laughs) like we're the most popular will that become true if we just all agree that that's there and I mean Shy of us buying listeners like the bots of the, <laughs> the influencers until it becomes true. You Let's know? not do that. No, I'm just saying, I'm just I'm just it's all in it's a weird give or take and the ethics of it and the authenticity, it's all kind of like back and forth. I don't know. It's just uh that's been It's a weird line to teeter on. Right. And it's all been just jumbling around in my head because all the things have been sort of related <laughs> recently. I <know>. so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
1: why do these things seem to... Do we just tie them together in our own
0: heads? Uh, yeah, I think that was the improv skills of doing heralds is just it all comes together. <laughs> I'm always looking for those connections. <laughs>
1: I've never done a herald, but I read
0: all about it. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if we have answers, but I just wanted to throw that out there because I think yeah. it's interesting. So.
1: Yeah, no, That I mean, look, the NFT stuff, I... I can't speak to, I've, 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 heard about it. I've seen a little bit of it. I haven't dove into it to understand it. I would say the same for like Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like tangible things, but, yeah. um, it seems like it could be the way of the future. So it seems like something to keep an eye on. I, I, I want to know more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to, we'll have to learn more about it. And I've just, you know, picture of can i just create a little fun digital graphic and will that sell it's like anything so there's probably you can make a painting but it doesn't mean it's valuable because you know what makes art valuable that's the thing that's that's the game i guess i never create anything because it will sell either oh i know to to be honest
1: so like that's the other thing too it's like oh i have to eventually sort of something has to spark my imagination that makes me go oh i like this kind of like you know having used Instagram for 10 years or however many years it's been out or 8 years whatever and now just kind of going like oh i kind of like that i can do this and this you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like i it had to happen organically i couldn't i can't can't force it i guess but that might just be an excuse who knows
0: yeah, it's just, I, I mean, there's a balance between commercialism and art, and if you're doing it for the art's sake, and then yes. money follows, because you're following your passion, and you're, you're bearing your soul, and people are recognizing that, and they want to, you know, buy into, literally buy into that, or if you're like, I know what's selling, let's see if I can play to that, and then you're sacrificing some of that art at the same time, and that's that's the delicate balance that's always happening, I think, when you're trying to please a lot of people and make a career.
1: Yeah, the, the opinions can go all different directions on that. And if I were listening to this right now, I'd be like yelling into the into my own headphones like I'm, I I I don't know if this is uh quote unquote valuable, but I I got to imagine people have opinions on this stuff. Yeah. So if you do, let us know.
0: Let us know. Uh let me let me shoot out the email real quick so that people if you do have thoughts on that, we'd love to hear about any of this uh, at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com or direct message us on the socials at mindmagicpod uh, we'll, we'll read it we'll uh, keep you as anonymous as you want to be uh, but uh, yeah we'd love to should we do that should we should we grab something out of the bag today um yeah I don't know let's uh let's jump into the mailbag because we've got our jingle mat the, the mail mailbag bag. I've got mail. And of course, we'll get to our riddles and trivia in a bit. But uh, we do have a message from uh, Bruce, our friend Bruce, who was commenting on last episode when you were talking about your mic um, situation and how you're going to handle wearing a mic and a mask on stage. But uh, who knows? Maybe you might not need it after a month after you open (laughs) with the new Vegas guidelines. But uh, I'll, I'll read a little bit of this. Um, uh, it's a little long, so I might skim through. Masks are still in, so that's yeah. that's definitely – the mic thing is super relevant. So uh, he, we were talking about the – I call it the microphone necklace, but uh, mm-hmm. I guess the, the, the brand name is the, the Gim Crack, which he actually corrects me on what that is in a moment. So I'll just say the correct way now. The Gim Crack is actually a brand name of the device that allows you to hang a handheld microphone around your neck. There are many others on the market, but Jim Crack has been mistakenly used like a quasi generic term like Kleenex and Xerox. And I'm, and I'm going to pause the email there because do you know the name for that term? Because I'm fascinated by like words and stuff. Um, but like the like, do you, do you do you refer to products by like like their brand like name? Band-Aid. That's one. Any others come to mind? Band-Aid's a good one. Um, not a hundred percent sure, but um, well, Kleenex that one is Kleenex. Yeah, when you Google something, right? Um, yes, Velcro, cha- chapstick, bubble wrap. Was not wrap. aware
1: of Velcro or chapstick. I'm not a hundred percent sure about toilet paper. Might be toilet tissue. Not
0: sure. Mm, I don't know if that's a brand though. Uh, but Frisbee is, or if you're gonna zero, those are called eponyms. I just thought oh, very cool. Fun. Yeah, those are, there's actually a word for those uh, when you... How about that for value? I, I, I love that. When you adopt a brand name for the generic term. But uh, if you want to avoid uh, giving attention to one specific brand, you can call them self-adhesive bandage strips. It just, there you go. It just takes longer than bandaid. Um, but anyway, I'll continue with our email here. Uh, he also says, I believe the the G is soft, so it sounds like Jim Crack. Interestingly, one online dictionary says uh, it's a flimsy or poorly made but deceptively attractive uh, and a cheap or showy ornament, like a knickknack. So he actually thinks, um, like, that's a good description of it. And, like, these lavaliers are kind of also sort of like little jewelry items or pendants. Um, so... The gym crack could be more of a lavalier if that's jewelry. I don't know. Uh, but ju- he's saying reputable performers use them. Um, but let me jump down. Reputable to... performers use the necklace? Yeah. like. Uh, oh, I'm totally aware of that. Of it's course. just not for me. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like the style either. And Bruce kind mm-hmm. of agrees. But I'm going to jump down to some of his uh, suggestions on the mask and like uh, situation. So he says regarding the mask on, mask off. And he made a Mr. Miyagi reference for you, Matt. Ah, I like that. Very clever. Um, He he agreed that the neck gaiter is probably most practical solution. That's what he uses, although he hasn't tried it uh, with a mic, and he's worried that maybe um, uh, there's. I know there's neck gaiters with ear holes. Mine is uh, a tube with a fabric, so it doesn't contact his ear at all. I would think if you pull it up over your mic boom, uh, the question is, will it? uh, How will look with your costuming? matt so what do you think well we, we we
1: we had wardrobe come in and take a look at the gator and we decided that it just covers too much of the face you know it's gotcha. almost like you're just you disappear you know uh it just it co- even though it's similar to a mask like a standard mask it covers more of your neck and the side of your face and the ear and it just looks like uh you know it, you just kind of disappear so going with a more traditional mask and likely and not an ear set mic that's the current plan more like Something akin to a a lav.
0: So he's also got another thought. I don't know if you considered He said, instead of a mask, could you use one of those clear face shields? A good quality one has a frame that sits on top of your head and wouldn't interfere at all with your mic. As a bonus, the audience can see your lips. So communication is better.
1: Yeah, that's something we're looking into as well and just haven't tested it with the mic yet. But yeah, thank you for that uh, suggestion as well. Not exactly sure what the rules are. So that's the other reason we haven't tested that. Right.
0: Well, uh, that was pretty much, uh, the bulk of, uh, Bruce's, gist. uh, email. Well, it's funny you say gist cause the, there's a hang up here, about the, 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 soft G. I I just want to go on a diatribe, but I first want to thank Bruce for writing in and, uh, uh, sorry we skimmed through. It's just very long. Uh, <laughs> but I think we got the the majority so of So is this episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Maybe. But, uh. Can I just go on a rant here because the soft G sound versus a hard G sound really bothers me uh, in recent technology, because like of GIF, because of the word GIF, it's that, GIF. So this is this is what I want to fight about <laughs> <laughs> this exact thing because uh, phonetically uh, a G followed by an I in a lot in. It says the rule is it's a soft G sound, like J sound. Uh, However, and and it got popular because people were kind of calling it GIF. Some people were calling it GIF until the creator of GIFs, GIFs said it's a soft J. However, he's a software programmer. He's not a linguist. This is an acronym. You know, we don't call them giraffics. They're graphics. <laughs> but a better argument is we have words in the English language that are fo- G's followed by I's that have a hard G sound. Gift. Like, like, that is the perfect example because it's just one letter off the word gift, gif, uh, girl, uh, gimmick, which is familiar for magicians. Right. Or if you're going to be performing your gimmick somewhere, you get a quick, uh, you know, paid uh, event somewhere. You're going to your to your gig mat your gig so i'm saying for uh all intents and purposes it's gif that's i love diatribe. that argument really <laughs> do how do you spell gyrate gyrate g-y that's
1: oh, a g-y yeah are there any g-i's in the English? there have to be some examples on the other side of this that are well, g-i that are pronounced j
0: well that's right? the normal rule like giraffe uh-huh or, right um, yeah okay
1: well, but, now I feel stupid. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's plenty of exceptions, and I think it all comes to word origin. So I'm gonna call it a gim crack, even though it's pronounced phonetically gimcrack. crack." But uh, I don't know. I just don't like that word at all. <laughs> and now, listen,
1: you're that. That was enlightening. I'm. I'm very. I'm very intrigued by that. That whole language conversation that j- took place just now. I want to do more of that. That would be valuable for me.
0: I just love words and. Um, I just uh, there's a lot of wordplay. I even posted this on social media. Let's see if I can pull it up. I wasn't planning on doing this, but uh, talking to our, about our old friend Martin Gardner. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> three in a row. I know three I just, episodes in a row. Where we mentioned
1: uh, Martin Gardner, the magic author.
0: It's just so good, but he has a really fun sentence, and I want to throw this by uh, uh, because uh, he just loves language as well and these kind of paradoxes. So he says, "Wouldn't the sentence I want to put a hyphen between the words fish?" And 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 in chips in my fish and chip sign have been clearer if quotation marks had been placed before fish and between fish and 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 in and 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 in and 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 in and 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 in and 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 and, and as well as after chips. So I'm he, lost. So he's just playing with the language of uh, using the word and and also using it in context and putting quotation marks around a long sentence so he could have a long string of ands together. It's a it's a verbal linguistic ambiguity uh, that... Uh, <laughs> I just love uh, that this just,
1: however high my eyebrows are, this just went higher
0: than that. <laughs> well, wait till you hear about the sentence buffalo, 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 buffalo. Uh, I don't know if I got enough buffaloes. But anyway, uh, we'll talk about something else while you're in a weird, petty <laughs> space. I think can it's I time... Can I
1: request that you diddle me now, please? Yeah, uh, oh, that sounded
0: terrible. Diddle me this. Diddle me this. <laughs> I was just going to say it's time for diddle me this, Matt. Diddle me this. Diddle me that will, Eric, end up stumping Matt Riddles. This is a loopy, weird episode. <laughs> that sounded so much worse than I thought it was going to. Hey, man, it's been my name my whole life. I've heard weird <laughs> things. <laughs> um, so um, here's your riddle, and it's actually a word riddle. How appropriate. So you are wow. a headspace here. Uh, what word becomes plural when an S is added, but becomes singular again by adding another S. What word
1: is plural when an, wait, with
0: singular by adding an S? So what word becomes plural when an S is added, but becomes singular again by adding another S?
1: Hmm, this has gotta be one of those weird ones like, you know, fish is plural for fish. Oh wow!
0: I think fishes might be actually correct uh, if you're you know talking what? about yeah, the fishes species. Sometimes is correct, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Look at all the fish, though, or is it? Look at all the fishes. I think if you're talking about the sp- like the species of fish, or like scientifically, that's how you differentiate. Yeah, okay. I think I could be wrong. Right um, in. <laughs> w- uh moose would be plural for moose. So so. You have to add an S to a word that already exists to make it No, I'm just, I'm asking,
1: is moose plural for moose? I believe so, yes. So that would not
0: qualify. No, you're thinking goose and geese.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Add an S. Wow, this is one of those ones, as soon as you hear it, you go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a common uh, word, yeah? It is, it is.
0: Um, Also, I will reference, since we're talking about plurals, if you haven't heard the Brian Regan bit where he just adds en at the end of like oxen he does it for like boxing and i can't do the bit here but check it out it's very funny um the uh uh it's a word and then you add s to it so it's like a normal english word that's pluralized but then i understand but then you add another s and it's a singular word again
1: okay i have a question Yes. When you add the second S, does does it change the meaning of the word? In other words, is it a whole new word now, or is it literally just singular of the same word? It's related to the original word. But it's not say. really the same.
0: It's, it has a slightly different meaning.
1: Right. That's that's why I'm asking. That's the only way I feel like you could like add mm-hmm. an S and make it singular. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm, trying to, I, I'm throwing myself off because I keep thinking of words that end in two S's like actress you know um, I don't know I would that, need a clue I'm, is, I'm, I'll take a buzzer on this
0: one that is a good line of thinking but not actress think Disney princess backtrack now
1: backtrack prince add That's- an S princes <laughs> add another one princess bingo yeah <laughs> you did it then if we had the rights this is where we play two princess by spin doctors
0: exactly and then add another s and it's two princesses <laughs> princess <laughs> and then we add another yes it's two princesses right, let's set some trivia matt
1: picks up the question then he stares at it eric's at the ready time to use his wit pressure pressure Pressure. Trivia. Pressure. Trivia. Time. Submitted by Insta- on Instagram by, I can't pronounce it, uh, I apologize, but it's underscore dot A-A-S-H-U dot underscore o four.
0: Okay. <laughs> Great. So, I, so you're saying you didn't come up with your question yourself. You outsourced this, Matt, when I've been doing hard work finding riddles each and every week. <laughs> Hey, this is the first time
1: I, I've done this and uh, the quality has just gone up okay. with what I have
0: for for today and the future of I, trivia. I'll take it. I'll take it. Especially if there's like a little hint, because a lot of the ones you've given me have like are just shots in the dark. You either know it or not. But if there's a way they word it so that you you could possibly figure it out, I like those. Like Jeopardy style. Quality has gone up, but not that much. Okay. <laughs> give me the give me the trivia.
1: Which is the highest or tallest statue in the world? And I have choices for
0: you. Yeah, because I think there's they're always making new statues. I'm, I'm already thinking um, uh, somewhere in Asia, but keep going. I could be wrong. Go on. A, mm-hmm. the Great Buddha
1: of Thailand. Mm-hmm. B, the Statue of Unity in India.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: C, the Statue of Liberty in New York.
0: Mm-hmm. D... What was that accent, by the way?
1: I, 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 that was my New York accent. Was that not... <laughs> sure it was. Okay. <laughs> D, Lincoln Memorial statue in D.C. All
0: right. So I was immediately thinking Asia because I know, like, I've just... I, I I love architecture and I love building and like all this kind of stuff. So I'm constantly checking out all those like listicles of like large monuments and stuff like that. I'm gonna eliminate the U.S. ones right away because I know the Statue of Liberty and the Washington Monument are not that tall compared to the other two. Um, uh, the Lincoln Memorial oh, statue, Lincoln the Memorial. actual statue of Lincoln. Oh, of Lincoln. I, I heard Washington Monument, but well, Washington Monument's the tallest structure in D.C. Uh, but still pales in comparison to anything in new york uh so the the statue of liberty and lincoln i think are both relatively small compared to these other two um so between the uh statue of unity in india and the statue of buddha and where was in thailand right
1: that is correct yes
0: um i feel like the statue of buddha was the tallest at one point but i feel like it's the statue of unity in india and they just like like really went for it uh so i'm gonna go for that is that correct yes (laughs) so it is they really did go for it. it's almost
1: double the size of the great buddha statue wow it's uh 597 feet high the buddha statue is 302 feet statue of liberty is actually 305 so almost double the statue of liberty as well and the one that i threw in at the end lincoln memorial statue is of course 19 feet tall yeah, there you go. <laughs> and a fun fact, it's also 19 feet wide, so it's like a square.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say, that's that's from him in sitting position. If he were to yes. stand, it would have been much taller.
1: I was wondering <laughs> if you were picturing it in your head, because like, you didn't really mention that it's substantially smaller than everything else <laughs> I had mentioned. Yeah.
0: Well, usually yeah. I think of the whole building for the Oh, the gotcha, gotcha. Memorial, but um, yeah, man, that was a Great good job. I like that. Um, So if you have uh, questions of uh, trivia or riddles that you want to email us for us to ask each other, uh, you can either DM us personally on our Instagrams, I guess, or uh, shoot us an email, but put, um, if it's a riddle, put my name or no, put Matt's name in so that he knows to read it. And if it's a trivia, put my name in the subject. So I know to read it. So I read just it.
1: realized now, you know, the much easier way to do this. So you don't have to worry about whose name to put in the subject box. Cause people have trouble with that.
0: Oh, put riddle or trivia just in the subject. But no, no. Yeah. You, oh,
1: that would work too. <laughs> I was just going to say, just sending it to us personally. Also makes it so much easier. There's no way you're gonna see the answer to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair.
0: But if you don't if you're not on the socials and you wanna email us, you can email true. us at mindovermagicpodcast at Absolutely. gmail.com. But
1: yeah, thank you for submitting that. Um I wish I wish I, I could pronounce the name. A A S H U T O S H. How would you say it?
0: I don't know, but you got a shout out right here on the pod. So. That is true. That is true. We're just living life for the pod. Living life for the pod. Uh, it's funny you say that because I felt like I didn't do a whole lot this week because it was a relatively slow week, but I actually was kind of productive. And, well, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I like did some reading. I got a lot of stuff done around the, the, the place here, and uh, I actually finished my goal. I think we should move on to goals, maybe. Yes, uh, yes, and I just <laughs> – I.
1: I yes and wait you're gonna do
0: it to me now man
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i mean i've literally been sitting here the whole time wondering what one of the things you put on our little production notes is so i don't want you to skip it yeah do you know what it is no it says the word pen pen oh and my mic screen just smashed the microphone
0: i asked pen gillette a dumb question (laughs) I mean, can we get into this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has to do with NFTs, actually. Oh, uh, okay. To so tie back okay. to that conversation. So yeah, yeah. Penn & Teller launched an NFT. Uh, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went to the... They, they uh, had like a little party on Clubhouse, you know, the app we've talked about. And um, their NFTs are basically like uh, playing cards, like animated playing cards of themselves. And uh, Cool. Yeah, so they only have three styles but they're doing 52 of each and eventually they there might be plans to do more styles but there's a joker where the two of them are on it and then there's an ace that's teller and a king that's pen and it's all to their famous liftoff to love uh you could check oh, it great. out uh open c.io if you want to check out uh and buy it you got to pay with bitcoin i guess and uh or some cryptocurrency anyway it was all very confusing but i wanted to ask a question of them uh so i raised my hand there was about a thousand people in this room awesome so, so i i raised my hand and i just said to pen this might be a dumb question i literally started with that and said how did you decide who was on which card between the ace and the king when you were a duo how do you Why ra- is that a
1: dumb question? I think how, that's a great question.
0: How do you rank yourself <laughs> when mm-hmm. you're an equal partnership? Uh, like if we were to choose between an ace and a king, Matt, how would we decide? So similar question. I would just take a two
1: for myself, <laughs> and then you can have any card you want in the deck.
0: <laughs> but I liked Penn's answer. He goes, uh, "That was determined a long time ago in our partnership, and the uh, secret to that will be released as an NFT."
1: oh wow okay <laughs> so we don't know who's what yet
0: no 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 the the graphic is teller is the ace and pen is the king oh okay all right <laughs> but anyway i thought that was kind of funny and uh you know i wanted to preface it as a dumb question because those conversations in those like clubhouse rooms they go off topic so it was also my little sly way of like getting the conversation back so that you know people would buy their nft and support them
1: that's very cool. I don't think it's a dumb question. I love the question. And also you mentioned Lift Off of Love, which is a famous Penn & Teller bit. They use that song. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my greatest life moments. You might be aware of this. I don't know. The, uh, when they performed that on James Corden recently, in recent in yes. years, I should say, mm-hmm. I got a shout out. There's a moment in the act where Penn will say, hey, so-and-so, but he uses a name there. Suck this. And it, <laughs> it, it plays into the routine. And he goes... Hey Matt Franco, suck this! And uh, it sounds like an insult to the uh, uninitiated, but you know, in in previous years, it was Hey David Copperfield, suck this. Um, or Hey David Blaine. In the UK, they would say uh, Hey Paul Daniels, suck yeah. this. So <laughs> you know, it was quite an honor. Um, I have that that video saved because it was a uh, oh, just a pretty neat moment.
0: Yeah, that's like a you-know-you've-made-it-when moment. And it's you like, knew about it, right? Yeah, I think I texted yeah, yeah. you about it right after
1: I saw it. Probably, probably. It was a while back, but yeah.
0: And uh, mm. it's it's one of those things that's like you only roast the ones you love, or that's how it's supposed to go when you're doing like roast, <laughs> comedy central roasts or roast battles, but not always the case. But I think that was like a badge of honor that you, you oh, know, got the total, little respect well, l- Listen, no
1: matter what it was, that's what I take it as. <laughs> <laughs> It's very diplomatic.
0: Sure. <laughs> Let's jump into goals, Matt. Uh, I'm going to yes and myself back to goals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did begrudgingly yes and me once during this episode, which is great. I, I could feel it in you. You're like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess we can do that.
0: <laughs> I guess show. I can read some mail. Keep the show going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was saying I didn't feel very productive or uh, like I did much, but I was productive around the apartment. And my goal last week was to uh, hang the uh, pictures from um, the two remaining boxes I have from my move. And I got to tell you, I hung a lot of uh, my stuff on the walls. I actually did it. I have, uh, I, speaking of Penn and Teller, a signed Penn and Teller poster, some magic stuff, some jerseys. Uh, that was a little sad. I hung my signed Edelman jersey over my TV and then Julian uh, Edelman uh, retired from the Patriots the same day right after I wow yeah so anyway um, so I I got to tell you though I didn't empty the box because I ran out of wall space oh so I gotta figure out what to do I have a little column I might put like hang some of my smaller stuff there but uh, I would say goal accomplished I, I nailed a goal mat
1: that's awesome i i listen last week i told you i was a big fan of this goal and uh you were held to
0: accomplishing it and you did so applause to you so now i'm just gonna try thank you i appreciate that i'm gonna try and uh be more productive after uh you know at the start of these weeks when they're a little slow right now um before, before things pick up again i'm just in traveling to baltimore we'll do that on plugs but um i'm gonna probably my goal is to uh I gotta tackle those taxes, Matt.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Today is a yep. Today is uh, we're recording this on the day, April fifteenth. Yeah, 15th, well, so. they
0: got extended, and I always extend even further because I'm always sure late. But I, I, get them done. I get a tax guy, so uh, it's just sitting down and doing it, and uh, they'll they'll be easier this year. That's that's the true sh- sign of showbiz. So uh, you got to do all that stuff, all the business stuff too, uh, behind the scenes. So uh, I'm gonna tackle that. That's my goal.
1: Awesome, yeah. uh, For me, it's just I'm trying to recover right now, so I'm just trying to get over the uh, the breakup. I saw that um, J Lo and A Rod broke up, so I'm just going to be trying to get over that this week.
0: Um, Matt, yeah. uh, One, I don't think that's a good goal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What what do you mean? Who who
0: are you to judge my goal? What do you mean? And two, unless I saw a third, uh, unless I missed a third follow up article, there was a follow-up article to the breakup article that said no they weren't really broken up so oh so i guess is that true a, i guess you need a new goal
1: <laughs> oh my gosh no i uh, yeah that's not my real goal i was just joshing with you because i didn't have a good one but that's only because i'm laser focused from now until opening night uh we have rehearsal tonight and uh full full week of rehearsal in tech next week so just trying to get um magic reinvented nightly off the ground at the link hotel and experience I, I felt like I was going to have more radio dialogue there, and, and I just didn't. So
0: Well, you, you were specifically trying to figure out the microphone situation, so it sounds like you're well on your way there, and maybe you'll test out some of Bruce's suggestions as well. Uh, but uh, And you, you were going to really tackle the new music. How's the new music in the show? Is it going to be rocking? Are people going to be dancing in their seats? Yeah. Uh,
1: It's not finished. The music selection is not finished, but I'm feeling really good about uh, the music. And um, I'll be looking for some um, – there are a couple of placeholders that I still have in that need to be changed out. So I am going to be looking for some suggestions on Instagram um, either this weekend or the beginning of next week and just kind of see if I can uh, broaden my palette and uh, find find some more stuff because I've just got a couple placeholders that I haven't nailed down yet. So I'm going to be looking for some suggestions.
0: I, I think I think you should get a mosh pit going by your I,
1: I Listen, if it was non-COVID, I'm all for the mosh pit.
0: Yeah, I, I doubt mosh pits are COVID safe.
1: <laughs> Probably not. I don't think they're safe in general. I mean, have you ever <laughs> – yeah. the, the one time I was in a mosh pit was a free concert in Providence in a field, and I was with my friend Derek, who you know, who's – um anywhere he goes he's the 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 tallest biggest guy in the room mm-hmm. so i just stayed very very close to him
0: <laughs> I, I was in uh, accidentally in uh, a large uh mosh pit at warp tour in high school oh you went to warp tour we went to warp tour and there was i, I want to say it was during less than jake or some band like that uh, i could have that wrong but it was a circle pit Around the sound booth in the middle So it was like a giant donut And I think I was just like, get out of (laughs) here For me it was Newfound Glory You remember Newfound Glory? Of course, yeah Yeah. Now we're talking high school bands Oh yeah (laughs)
1: Maybe that's the missing link I need a little bit of Less Than Jake And uh, Newfound Glory in the show (laughs) You you,
0: you gotta get those 90 pop punk bands Into your current magic show, man
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you never know what what you're gonna find a use for. So anyway, listen, great before, hanging out, before the awesome episode.
0: Before the correction department comes, I realized less than Jake is, can be considered ska as well. So just wanted to get that in ahead of the ahead of the comments, the emails, uh, pl- nip Matt, it in the bud. Matt plugs plugs. Oh, I was I was signing off already. Uh, yeah, I already plugged mine. What do you got? Uh, I'll be at Scam this Sunday. Um, you can go get tickets at magicscam.com slash tickets and see me perform uh, in socially distanced small little pod karaoke booths and see if you get initiated into the secret society. And then I'll be at Magic Mania Theater in Baltimore on the 23rd and 24th of april and you can check out tickets at fpxevents.com hit us up on the socials at mind magic pod tell a friend give us a review we love hearing from you and uh shoot us an email at, at gmail.com but uh matt this was fun it was loopy i i i warned you it would be but i had a blast <laughs> talk to you soon i'll talk to you soon thanks so much for listening everyone that's it for us goodbye <laughs>